Welcome to another episode of the Harvest Growth Podcast, focused on helping consumer product companies, inventors, and entrepreneurs harvest the growth potential of their product businesses by teaching cutting-edge marketing strategies and interviewing successful marketers, as well as product marketing experts that share their stories to inspire you to achieve hyper-growth for your own business. I'm your host, John LeClaire, founder and CEO of Harvest Growth, and I believe that if you want to make your product the next household name, you just need Need to follow the right plan and that even the best products struggle to succeed when they step away from proven strategies that work. And I believe that you can grow profitably, which means you don't need to be a Fortune 500 company or have access to venture capital in order to grow your business. If you'd like to learn more about what we call the perfect launch process for marketing products, check out harvestgrowth.com. And if you still have questions on how you can implement this process for your business, you'll see a link on our homepage to set up a free consultation with one of our product launch specialists. Welcome back to another episode of the Harvest Growth Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to be interviewing a good friend and really an inspirational entrepreneur and inventor, James Stocky. And I'll introduce you to him in a second. You'll get to hear from him and hear his own story from his own mouth. But let me tell you a little bit about James and about his business. So James owns a business called the YourAmericanFlagStore.com. It's been around for just 16 months. It's a pretty new business, but already he's been super successful selling handmade wooden flags and some really cool designs. Some of them are custom made. Some of them are, are stock and they come in all different sizes and price points as well. He builds the flags himself. He's going to tell you a little bit more about, about his background and how he can do that so successfully and make these you know, so attractive and, and really they're beautiful flags. His wife actually creates the patriotically themed artwork that they put on these flags. And like I said, they've been very successful from day one. I love interview, interviewing entrepreneurs and inventors like James because you hear their stories in the very beginning, right? So you can tell once you get to know James, you'll agree that this is going to be a massive success. It's already been a good success. It's going to keep growing because he's got such a cool product, but he's also got a great energy and, and inspiration behind him. So James, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So I, I want to ask you, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how did you start this business? Well, I've been a carpenter for 20 years, uh, mostly remodeling kitchens and bathrooms. And uh, over the 20 years, we've learned how to do much, pretty much everything from woodworking to tile, electrical, plumbing, a little bit of everything. And um, in between jobs, uh, I, you know, I mean, in construction, a lot of times if, if I'm doing the carpentry or if I'm doing the, the cabinetry, um, I'm kind of held up while carpenters are doing the drywall or maybe plumbers are putting some of their stuff in. So during those days and often even weeks, if someone else is kind of lagging behind, I'd be at my house kind of waiting for that, those guys to finish up so I could go in and do my job. And um, one day my son came up and basically, I think that he may have heard my wife kind of um, telling me to do something other than stand around and wait. So uh, my tools were standing up in, in our other garage and we have two garages and, and my tools were sitting up there doing nothing. So my son said, hey, why don't we start a business making American flags? And, uh, you know, I just kind of looked at him like, okay, sure. Uh, all right. And didn't really put a whole lot of thought into it, but he pretty much put his foot down. He said, well, the tools are sitting there. They're not doing anything and we're not doing anything. So let's, let's make an American flag. And I, and okay. So we made one, 
Um, I think the next morning we went to Home Depot, we bought the materials we were going to need, and he and I sat around that day and we made an American flag out of wood. And when my mom, or when, when his mom got home, um, she's like, you know, that really, that really looks good. And my son said, mommy, you can, you can put some artwork on it. And being that my son has two resources in this world, he's got his dad, a carpenter, and he's got his mom, an artist, and he figured out how to kind of make us work together and uh, do something that both of us really love was kind of touching to my wife and I. So we, we, we went with it. And uh, as soon as she put the artwork on that flag, we put it on Facebook to kind of not even to really sell. We've kind of put it on there to kind of just say, Hey, look what Max came up with. And I built my wife put the artwork. Isn't this neat? Kind of like a, uh, just kind of like a feel good story to share with some of my friends. And, um, within, I think about 15 minutes, one of my friends said, Hey, I want to buy it. Can I buy it? We said, okay, sure. Well, you can buy it. How, how much do you want to pay for it? And they said, and, uh, shortly after he did that, two or three other people said, Hey, I, you know, I want one. And, um, within about two weeks that kept on happening. So every time that one of my friends would ha ask us if we could, uh, build them one, we'd ask them what artwork they want on. So we would build them another one, put their artwork on it and then repost that. And then the thoughts people started seeing, Oh, they'll put anything we want on it. So people kept on saying, Hey, can you put this and can you put that? And every time that they did, we would do it and put that particular artwork on it and post it. And I think in the first two weeks we had about 25 orders and uh, that little gap that I had between, you know, my, when the, when the, at that particular job, I was waiting for drywall to go up on walls so I could do the carpentry. And rather than sitting around really not making any money at home, in those two weeks, we made 25 flags and made, made a decent amount of money in that time that normally I'd be sitting here doing nothing and uh, my tools would be sitting here doing nothing. And also my son got, you know, he was going to school and telling his teachers and, and his friends' moms and uh, we live in a very small town. So the word kind of got around and um, it just kind of blew up right in our face without having us have to do a whole lot to, 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 to prove to ourselves that it was going to work. It just almost from day one, we said, okay, this, this is something that people really want. And um, to be able to get an American flag in their own home and kind of put their own little touch on it. Um, people really, really responded very well to it. So um, there was never really any doubt in our, in, in our minds that it was going to be something that, a lot of people really going to want. So it's been, um, it's been, it's been a ride. That's for sure. <laughs> that's fine. Well, I, thank you. I, I, I love your story. It's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on our show is to share that inspirational story. I, I love that your, your son had such an integral part of coming up with the concept and kind of, as you said, pushing you towards this, right? And, and maybe at the time, not even realizing this is going to become a business, you know, just started off with something fun and you quickly started to realize, Hey, there's something here. And, you know, so often with inventors and entrepreneurs, that's that's the best way to start, in my opinion, is is you prove out a concept, right? So it's those that go into it thinking, oh, this is the best product that's ever been developed. It's going to sell billions of dollars or whatever it might be. And, you know, they co they go just with the end in mind. You started with the product in mind and you found something that got people excited. And then you realized how 
how successful this could be. And then, you know, since then it's really grown. And I think that's what makes a difference of a, a successful business is starting with that, really with the consumer in mind, right? You start with the product and you realize the consumer loves it and now you've got something going here. And, and when you say, I want to say for the audience sake, when you say 25 flags over the first couple of weeks, so these are not $10 flags. These are beautiful, and you have to go to the website. So youramericanflagstore.com. You have to go to the website, listeners, to check this, these out and really see them. Um, but to give a quick description, you know, these are large, wooden, beautiful flags. And what's the average price point, uh, roughly, James? The average is probably about $250. They start off at um, $99, and then they go on up. We have one flag that... Um, we could call her a waving flag. And again, it was, it was my son, Max. I mean, and I, I think it's important for people to know my, my son is six years old. So he, when I say my son, he's not like a teenager that was, uh, you know, had seen a whole lot. He's, he's six. So uh, he came home and it probably 15 or 20 of the designs that we have are, are his ideas. Wow. Our most expensive flag that we have is, is our wavy flag, which Max would, um, he told me for about three months that he wanted me to make a flag that waved. And I said, it just, it's not going to work. Flat wood won't wave. It's not going to work. Then he kept on saying like encouraging me, it should be the other way around where I'm encouraging him, but he's like, no, daddy, if you think about it, you can make it happen. I think that you can figure it out. I trust you. And then he'd walk out of the shop and like, with, with such confidence in me that I could figure this out. And um, every time that he would walk out, I was just like, okay, well, it's not going to happen. You can't make wood wave. It's not, it's not going to happen. And then one morning he came into my bedroom, probably about 6.30 in the morning, and woke me up and he's all, Today, today's the day. We're going to make the flag. We're going to make the wavy flag. And I said, okay. And as soon as my feet hit the floor, I said, you know what, just, just carve it. Just make it out of a real thick piece of stock and just carve it. So we hand carved a waving flag. And um, so that flag is, is about $400. So our flags range from $99 up to $400. And um, we have a couple um, that uh, we're coming out with that are, are for more of our corporate clients. Um, a lot of businesses out there these days want to uh, put a, a, a custom flag uh, with their logo on it or maybe their um, uh, motto or mission statement on the flag in their lobby. So we have one flag that's a, it's, it's massive. It's, it's three and a half feet tall by seven feet long. And um, that one's a little bit more. That one goes up to about $1,000. But um, everyone is completely handmade. Um, everyone is, is the, the attention to detail in our flags is kind of what we pride ourselves on is that every single flag has a very unique uh, a look to it. There aren't two flags that are really the same. The grain in it, we use a flame to bring out the grain and really accentuate what the, flat, what the flag's natural look is. Um, and uh, it's made out of 14 individual pieces of wood. So the grain isn't consistent throughout the whole flag. Each stripe has its own grain pattern. And um, they're, they're very unique flags. So... Um, the the price the prices they they range um, just depending on on a lot of people they one of our best selling flags is actually the ninety nine dollar flag it's just something it's it's very simple it's very pretty um, it doesn't um, allude to any type of political you know statement or anything like that and a lot of our customers they just like you know we call it our old glory 
they just like the, the old glory in its original form and that's what they want. And we're, we're, we're happy to make that flag for them. It's one of our, it's one of the, it's, it's basically our first flag that we really liked. It wasn't until we made that we thought, I thought it was done when we made it. And then Max was like, okay, now mommy's going to put artwork on it. And, um, so that's, that's, that's our kind of our, our, our top seller. Um, the second flag that would be the top seller would be our, we, the people flag that is the same flag, but we put the preamble on it. And that again was my son, Max's idea. He, this kid is just for, he's seven years old now and his, his designs are, um, he saw in a, in a book in school, uh, a picture of Washington crossing the Delaware, Delaware, uh, the Delaware. And, um, he came home from school, all the other kids, you know, when they get, they took that lesson in school and, you know, it's probably in one ear out the other. And he came home, his teacher told us that when, when it was his time to read a little thing, he said, Oh, this, this picture would look good on a flag. And he came right home and he told his mom and I, oh, I have a new idea for a flag. There's a picture of Washington, like as if we didn't know about this picture. It's like he's going to bring it to us. So um, that that's one of a, another one of our best sellers. But our, our flag, to answer your question simply, our flags range from $99 to about 400 Okay, awesome. And, and I love the texture behind this because, again, it's, it's, it's hard to understand how beautiful these, these are without seeing them. And I do encourage everyone to visit the website to see them. But this, you gave a great description of both the story about how they're developed as well as, you know, what they look like and, and that kind of thing. So thank you. And I think this is, you know, again, another thing I like about your story is we at Harvest Growth, you know, we work with a lot of inventors and entrepreneurs and helping them bring products to market. And we get a lot of phone calls coming in with people with handmade or, or custom products, you know, like jewelry, clothing, and things like that. And I think you have a great story about how to be successful with that, right? This, these are handmade products and, you know, you can make it work. It's, it's maybe harder to have a handmade $5 product, but as you can scale up the price, it makes it worth your time and, you know, it can, can turn this into a big, very successful business. So, you know, can you share with us, is there anything that that consumers would not find at your website that's interesting about you or your family or your business? Uh, well, um, yeah, well, that uh, working in a family business isn't exhaust. It, it's not always smooth. I mean, it's it's a lot of work. But at the end of the day, um, it's brought my wife and I a lot closer together. Um, it's really brought our whole family together. Even my daughter, she's not into power tools and and that kind of thing. So in doing it, we tried to figure out a little niche for her. And um, she's now uh, helping my wife do some of the artwork. Um, I think that she's going to take after her mom and uh, do some of the artwork. Um, but any family business is, um, it's one of the most rewarding things that you can possibly do, at least for our family. It's been one of the most rewarding things for our family we've seen our kids just absolutely kind of blossom. And when we go to these sales booths and, and put our flags out in front of people and my son absolutely loves to tell everybody that comes by that he's my boss and he's his mom's boss and he owns the company. Hold on, let me get this. In. Oh, so my son is, um, he he's a special part of it. Our family is uh, is um, closer together than we've ever been. Um, 
And I think that, you know, you might be able to get that a little bit if you read some of the bio on our website. But for the most part, the day-to-day operations of a family business, I think, um, are it's special. It's, it, it really is. And when you see us at a, at a, at a show, um, you can, you, I mean, that's what a lot of our customers, um, they'll come up to our booth and you know, they, they've told us, you know, we, we weren't sure if we were going to buy. And then when you said the, you know, the price, they, these people don't go to a lot of these type of shows to spend two or $300 on an item. A lot of the places that we go, people are looking to buy a t-shirt or like you said, like handcrafted jewelry, you know, things for, you know, 20, maybe 10 to $50 max. So when they see a price tag of two to $300, they're a little bit taken back. But once they see the family dynamic and that, you know, my son is actually sanding these boards down and painting them. My wife does all of the artwork and they see the family dynamic. They really want to support the, the family thing. So one thing that I don't think that anybody can really capture until you really meet us is um, how close knit we are. And um, that every single person of our family uh, plays a part. And it's really important that everybody is involved. And that makes it even more special to my wife and I that, you know, it's, it's, it's been able to be such a success with all of us playing a part. One thing I wanted to go back to is what you said that entrepreneurs, um, you need to build something that's kind of based on the consumer. The funny thing is, is about three years ago, I had an idea. I've been, I've had several different businesses that we've tried and some of them fell a little bit flat. And about three or four years ago, I talked to Austin, one of the guys there that works with you about another idea that I had. And I thought it was going to be the best idea in the world. I thought that this was going to be the thing that, you know, just is great. And when I talked to him, he, he loved the idea, but he said, you know, I just don't, I just don't know about how we're going to you know, I, I just don't, I, I'm not, I don't know. So we tried it and turns out Austin was right. It, it fell, it wasn't as good as I thought it was. It was a good idea. It just wasn't very practical. And then with this idea, you know, it really was all about the consumer. And I think timing had a lot to do with it. And then um, I really need to thank you guys because when um, the opportunity came again for me to present this new idea, um, you guys have been from day one said, this is a great idea, this idea. And there's been a couple days where, like you said, it, you know, you, you kind of doubt yourself and, you know, things aren't going exactly how you want. You think things are going to go this way and they, they don't, your, all your plans don't seem to work. And, um, when on one of those days when we were having trouble really getting our ideas out, Austin just happened to call me to follow up out of the blue after about a year of not even us talking at all. He called us and said, Hey, you know, what, what have you, what are you working on now? What, what's your newest project? And I told him, and he was like, this is a great idea. This is going to make it. This is going to be huge. Last time idea, he never mentioned you. He didn't never mention his boss. He didn't mention anything else. He, he, he very politely said, ah, let's see how it goes. And, um, it didn't go so good. And this one, he said from day one, this is going to, this is going to be the idea that really works for you. And then the next day he called back and he said, Hey, you know, I want you to talk to the CEO. And then you got on the phone and you were like, this is a great idea. The story makes it better. So the difference between my last ideas and this idea, I think really was the consumer. It really is a flag that 
it's, it's not just the right time, but it's something that the consumer really wants and the consumer can really make their own. And that makes it a very unique product. So, um, thank you guys for sticking with me and listening to all my ideas. And it just took me a few to get the, to get the right one. And, and, and I'm glad that you guys actually followed up. Austin really called at a time where I was like, how am I going to get the word out? How am I going to do it? And spent probably about 30 minutes on the phone with me brainstorming to really kind of get me going in some right directions and um, push me across a line that it wasn't that I was ever uh, even thinking about quitting or anything like that, but I was feeling um, that I've exhausted all of my, what I know how to do. And uh, he gave me some good ideas to kind of keep on going forward. So um, I think part of it, part of it is having a good team behind you and in our family, we have a good team here, but a marketing team is unbelievably important to do any business. Uh, agree. And, you know, like you said, it all starts with the product. You know, you can have the best marketing team in the world. You can have the best family in the world. Right. But at the end of the day, the product is going to be important to the success and the growth of the business. And, you know, it's, it's great that you've settled on this. And, you know, it's, I think that's, I'm glad you mentioned previous ideas and products you've had because, it's very common. It, you know, not if you talk to any really successful inventor, it wasn't their very first idea that became this home run. And frankly, even if it was, you know, even if you find out their home runs, it's it, there's struggles in the beginning. You know, it takes some time and work and effort to dial it in to get it right. I think you know you with this idea. Once you found it, it was such a good idea that it happened pretty quickly. Uh, but there's still yeah. struggles and you know, things like that, that that grow. You know, whether it's you know, like my background with OxyClean, or if you talk to the founders of that company. There were hard times in the very beginning with that as well. It's, it's you know, you, all you see when you look from the outside in is the end success. You don't see the journey that it took to, got, to get there. Sometimes that journey is figuring out how to optimize and, and really market the product you have. And sometimes it's getting through some other ideas that don't quite work until you find one that immediately resonates with, with an audience like you have with yours, which is, which is awesome. So I want to talk about a little bit. Another thing I think that's helpful with your story is – the way you're currently selling and kind of the transformation of your business to get to the next level of, of growth. So right now, most of your sales or, you know, over the past, first six, let's say the first 16 months or so of your business have been uh, one-to-one, right? So going to shows, right. rodeos, home shows, things like that, and, and selling to one person at a time. And you've been successful yeah. with that. And let's, let's talk in a couple of minutes about how you're transitioning to selling one-to-many. But for now, how has it helped you in this one-to-one? So in other words, when you go to a home show or rodeo and you're talking to consumers, how has that helped you to learn and improve your product because you're hearing immediate feedback? It's, it's huge. It's probably, I would say half of our designs uh, and new ideas that we've had have come from interacting with customers at our booth, at our sales booth, at the different events that we go to to um, uh, sell our flags. I don't think even when my wife and I have talked about, you know, when the harvest, when, when our harvest growth campaign really takes off and we don't need to do the shows anymore, we thought about it and there, that day is not going to come. We're always going to try to get out to the customers and get in front of the customers because they offer so much feedback on, you know, they'll, they'll see a couple of our um, ideas. Let me give you an example. Uh, we thought we had a really solid product line and we had a, a, a veteran come up to me and say, Hey, do you guys have any challenge coin flags? I said, I don't even, I don't even know what a challenge coin flag is. And he said, well, it's a, 
it'd be a flag where a couple of the stripes would have a little rack on it so we could put our challenge coin. I said, I don't even know what a, I don't even know what a challenge coin is. And challenge coins are actually a really special thing to military guys. They can earn them by doing different things in the military. And it kind of, it, in, in a way, if you lay out all of their challenge coins on a table, it kind of shows you their journey in the military, where they've been, the different accomplishments and that kind of thing. So just interacting with him, you know, I said, yeah, you know, I can build this for you. And um, that particular flag we would never even have if we weren't there that day. And that serviceman came up to us and said, hey, can you build this for me? And he explained what he wanted, and, and it, it wasn't a hard thing at all. But without having been there that day, I never would have even known that the customers would like that. Since that day, we probably sold about 50 of those flags. So it's a real popular um, – it is kind of a niche item for military guys, but we do have um, – one category of our flags are our military flags. They're, they're flags just are inspired by and built for um, those who serve. So, you know, they'll have like a, a Marine or maybe an Army emblem or Air Force emblem on it. Um, we've had uh, service guys give us a picture of, you know, their team, uh, four or five guys of, you know, their special brothers that they that they were that they served with. And we'll put their uh, silhouette on a flag and then we'll put one stripe as a coin rack. And then he displayed those coins that he earned with those brothers on it. So being able to be in front of the customers at those shows, I, I don't think that there's words that can really, you, you've got to get in front of your customers. Yeah. I mean, that's just, they, they will give you so much feedback on how, where you should be going and different ideas that you, 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 I mean, you just, you got to get outside yourself. And I think that it's so important to get in front of the customers and the consumer to really, really understand what they're looking for so that you can gear your product into um, what they, what, the, what they're looking for. If you don't do that, you know, you're going to be kind of stuck in your own, your own place. And, um, as past ideas that I've had being in your own place is probably not going to be a successful place. You got to be out there in front of a lot of people and listen to a lot of people. And we've heard a lot of, uh, not so great ideas too, but, even when we've heard those great ideas or those not so great ideas, it's still valuable information and it's still a good interaction um, that you get with the customer. So being in front of the customer is you can't, you can't put a price tag on it. It's just something that you got to do. Yeah, I totally agree. I couldn't have said it better myself. And I, I love that you're keeping that mindset, even as we grow to the next level, which is, you know, now one to many selling of selling online or an e-commerce platform where you can sell across the entire country, not just to one person at a time. And, and it reminds me of my time back with OxyClean. So even when we were hitting $250 million in annual revenues, a lot of that coming in Walmart and other retailers across the country, and of course, infomercials and HSN and QVC, we still sold at home and garden shows mm-hmm. and it wasn't, and it was purposefully about getting learnings. You know, it's not going to make a dent. And Frank, frankly, we lost money at most of them, right? Cause it wasn't about, you know, we put these elaborate booths up. It was about testing new products and seeing what works, what doesn't. And some, as you mentioned with your pre, you know, some ideas you've had in the past that kind of fell flat or whatever, we'd learn that quickly and then push those to the side and then focus behind the new products that really resonated when we're talking directly to consumers one-on-one. So there, I, I totally agree. No matter how big your business is, it's extremely valuable to get that one-to-one feedback and almost any product 
can can work in that field. You know, you can you can sell, you can find a show that works. And it can be a local one. It could even be a flea market. It doesn't have to be something really expensive in terms of going to you know a ten day not at all expensive show exactly. And I, but I, I, there's huge value in spending the time. And I would say also that you know you've got a great personality, James, and from what I know, your family as well. I can only imagine that you know you and your your kids with you as well. You do a great job at selling, but you don't have to have that skill, right? So I would encourage other inventors that if they're nervous about it, like, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if I could sell this directly to somebody. Again, this doesn't have to be the driver of your revenue, but it's just talking to consumers and, and learning from them. And you know, even if you just sell a few, you're going to get these learnings that you wouldn't otherwise get. There's really no other way to get them other than talking directly to consumers. And then use that as you go to the next level of your business, which is now selling one to many, you know, this will help drive the messaging in your videos and, you know, eventually, you know, hopefully HSN, QVC, things like that. And, um, it's really gonna be helpful. I, I would say going forward for your business as well. Yeah, there, there's nothing, there's nothing more, uh, dramatic on you when, uh, someone sees your product and really gets excited and can't wait to get it. That's so special. But then on the other hand, when you try something new and they just kind of walk by your booth and kind of look you out of the corner of their eye and just keep on going and you can say, hey, come check this out. And they're just like, nah, no, thank you. I'm not interested. That is a very real moment where you got to kind of think to yourself, like, maybe I need to change something. I got it. You know, it's it, so interacting with your customers is is it's I don't see how any anything will ever work without doing it. And it's something I didn't do nearly as much in the past, but now it's so worth you know, those few times where we've fell flat and you get those people that just kind of look at you, look at your product and think you're crazy. This is stupid. It's so worth it to go through those things to get to that point where people are lined up at your booth outside of it and everyone wants to see it and they're asking you questions and they're interacting with you, man, that is, um, that's a special, uh, reward in itself to, to, to do that. And it, and, and there was a long time where it didn't feel like it was so special when people were thinking I was, my ideas were stupid. <laughs> but, uh, you got to go through those times to get to the right one. And you know, I I'm sitting here saying the right one for me when really it was my son's idea that really did it, which is another lesson too, to listen to all the ideas around you. Even kids, they have ideas too. And maybe, you know, maybe, Maybe people should listen to all the ideas around them, not just the successful people around you that, that you know, that have good ideas. Chances are those successful people, uh, they're probably keeping the good ideas to themselves. So listen to everybody around you. Agreed. Agreed. And, and you mentioned how, you know, you take some ideas in this platform selling to one-to-one and when they do fall flat, it can be frustrating, but you know, you compare that to, well, what if you had pushed forward and spent thousands or tens of thousands of dollars on some big marketing initiative and then found out, right? So you'd much rather find out very early in the process. So that's what I love about it. It can be very inexpensive to do test markets this way and selling in this one-to-one platform. So my last question for you is I'd love to get, you know, did you have a piece of advice that from what you've learned so far in your entrepreneurial journey, beyond what you've already said, you've already given us so much and I've taken a bunch of notes here that you know, I've learned some, some great things from you as well. So is there something else hanging out there that uh, you'd want to share with our audience of inventors and entrepreneurs? Probably just to go for it and don't get discouraged if it doesn't, if you know, if, if it doesn't work, it, it's not a personal thing. Don't take it personally. It just, it just didn't work. Generally people who have um, ideas and have the guts to put it out there, um, they're tougher than they think. And don't be afraid to fall. 
Um, I mean, gosh, I think I had probably seven or eight ideas that um, when I was working through construction, you know, I would be on the construction site and tell some of my friends, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make that. And they, yeah, oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, just keep swinging your hammer, buddy. You know, they just, you know, they weren't, they just didn't, it, I never had that good idea. So, um, even though I believed in it and I thought that I could just kind of will it into, and I never really understood how valuable it is to, to fail. I mean, to, 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 to not, to have it not work and to acknowledge that it, you know, it, it may be a good idea, but it doesn't mean that it's going to work. You know, there's a lot, there's probably tons of ideas that people have done in their home and, and I mean, I have tons of little tools and, and little things, little tricks that I've done in my shop that are great ideas and they work great, but it's not marketable. It's not going to work. It helps me do what I'm doing in my shop. So I think that the biggest thing that I could tell people uh, is don't be afraid to fail. Um, every time you fail, just get you one step closer, one failure closer to the time it's going to work. And I know that's kind of a cliche. Everybody says that. It's nothing new. But my God, it is, it is so true that... Uh, just, just keep on plugging away and eventually, and have fun with it. That's the, I think that's the main thing. A lot of the difference with this business is that um, I've had a lot of fun with it. Um, my son, I mean, he'll be home from school later on today and he will get off his school clothes and he'll come in here and all the other ideas that I've had did not offer the opportunity for my family to really work together. So there's a part of me and, and my wife that we both feel that, that it was, it was really kind of meant to be, this is what we were meant to, to do. So those failures, it wasn't, it turns out that they weren't failures. It was just not our path. So, and the other thing that I think is really important is that um, in doing this business, I've learned to, you know, put little videos of me making things in the shop and put it on social media and through all of the little businesses that I've tried in the past, um, I've, I've learned something from them that, is coming to bear in this business. I mean, so many little things. It wasn't there. Just every single failure added one thing that is used today that is making this successful. So even in those failures, there's not really, you know, failure. I think that a good way to say it is that, you know, you don't fail, you learn. And I think that would probably be the best advice that anybody can give to someone is that, and your failures just just find a lesson, and then it's it's really not a failure. It's just part of the journey to making it, and it's fun. So enjoy it. <laughs> thank you. I, I love that. Perfect advice. Uh, and James, I just want to thank you again for your time this morning. This is extremely valuable. I know our audience is going to love hearing your story. It's just it's so inspirational of how you started this and you've turned it into success, and you're you're continuing to grow it in, in all the right ways and and really doing the right thing. So thank you again for your time. I do want to. Thank I want to. Oh, thank you. I want to close out by uh, encouraging uh, listeners, please go and visit James's website, youramericanflagstore.com. He's been generous enough to give to our audience of listeners a 10% off promotion code of USA. So it should be easy to remember. So 10% off any order that you do from, from youramericanflagstore.com. Just use the promo code USA. And encourage you to please go visit these, you know, even if you just want to check out and see what they look like, uh, they're, they're amazing flags. We, you know, he's done a great job describing them. You got to see these. These are beautiful flags. He does incredible work and it's, you know, a very patriotic business as well. So thanks again, James, and best of luck with your business. Thanks, John. 
Thank you for your valuable insights and for taking the time to share your story. Our audience of inventors, entrepreneurs, and product marketers will benefit greatly from what you've taught us today. For the listeners, go to their website to learn more. Also, be sure to check out harvestgrowthpodcast.com to see other episodes that we have recorded. And if you like this episode and you want to learn more about how you can profitably grow your consumer product business, please subscribe to our show and leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play.